I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Cheeseman Podcast. This is Brendan, your host for the show. Joining me to look back on a spirited, eventful three-all draw at the Etihad. First up, she was at the game. Is Becky? How are you doing, Becky? I'm very well, thank you. Um, I, as I said on last week's show, there, there may have been some shandies involved. There were some shandies involved, and um, yeah, it's been quite a slow day today. But I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm here. Had a lot of fun. There's still. Great and bits of the game I don't really remember. I've watched Match of the Day twice and there's still bits of it I don't remember. But yeah, I'm looking forward to you helping me remember what happened. I can tell you what happened in the ground on the pitch, not so much. Well, I can't wait to hear what it was like being there. Plenty to get through, as you said. Uh, we are going to try and keep it to an hour. Uh, also joining us, HG. How are you doing, mate? I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, it's uh, nice to start the week without losing. Um, so I'm, yeah, I, I was wearing my Tottenham top to work today and enjoying all the nonsense from the 13 year olds trying to give it large, but I think they were slightly impressed that we didn't lose. So it should be fun to talk about it. <laughs> Let's get into it guys. Um, that lineup, we kind of, we knew from the, the press conference when Ange was asked, uh, about bringing Eric Dyer in for the height, bearing in mind, we are coming up against Holland. And he was pretty adamant. He's like, no, we're sticking with it. Um, HG, your initial thoughts on not having any centre-backs against Man City? <laughs> it's the way to go. This is what we'll do from now on. Uh, other teams will copy us as long as we nobble their centre-backs first. Yeah, like the, the defence is what it is. I don't think any of us expected different. Um, I know that Dyer wasn't involved at all, which perhaps surprised a few and there were rumours, I think he got injured beforehand, which I'm not sure I believe. But uh, yeah, that back four, you know, started the last game. I don't think anyone should have been surprised to see them again. But uh, yeah, like, I'm, I'm always a bit weirded out when I see us in a 4-2-3-1 because I just don't think we play that formation. And I see it bandied around all the time. Um, but yeah, it was, 
I think pretty much what was expected. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like I said, it's the fluidity. I think that's that that we have with Ange. Uh, the the good news, uh, Becky, was the return of Ibisuma. The bad news was he came in for, uh, for Ben Tancor, who's sadly out, as we know now, till February. Um, so it was good to good to, to have Eve back. What did you did you make of of the the lineup? Were, were you confident? It's always a tricky one, isn't it? I've got friends here that are City fans, and they're like, "Oh, you Spurs is our big team, like playing Spurs." It's like, well, it's like we said this season, anything goes. We thought it would be an eventful game. It was an eventful game. It didn't disappoint. Um, both two attacking teams. It, you know, we were as it was great to hear Ange say on Friday, "We are going to go out." And he said something like, I'm not just employed to beat City. And we're going to play the way we play. And if it doesn't work, then, it, you know, we'll try again and I'll take the blame and that sort of thing, giving them that kind of freedom. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it is what I was expected. Um, it's just a shame Basuma came back and didn't really have the best game. Um, there were a few mm. times, weren't there, where he was kind of, um, he lost the ball and things. So it's a shame. Um, we've talked before about after the Luton game, it's just not quite come back himself. Um, but yeah, overall, in terms of the lineup, it, it was. I just, when I heard, I think on Friday that we were playing in, the, in that kit as well, I really don't like that kit. Um, I still don't really like it. I know it'll, we'll see like, these reels now of Kulisevsky's goal for years to come, and it will always be in that weird pinky brown kit. Yeah, it, it, it's funny that my, my daughter saw the kit and was like, oh, that kit looks really nice. It looks purple. And I'm like, not up close, it doesn't. And then they cut <laughs> in and they showed it. She's like, oh, no, yeah, it's like, you know, what, the, what is that, brown? Like baby poo brown, just it's it's a groom kit. It really is. Yeah, it's up there with the scuba diver kit from last season as well. But I think we've done okay in this kit. I mean, we lost to Fulham in this kit, but I think other than that, we've we've done relatively well so far. So it's not it's not going to be the the old Alex Ferguson grey kit excuse. It, it does take getting used to. And HG, we, we pretty much scored from our our first attack, and um, I love that the Brazilian commentary here was like. That wasn't just a counter-attack. That was the textbook of a counter-attack. It, it was it was a really good break, wasn't it? It was, because especially like initially I was I was pretty impressed with Brian Hill doing that quick turn, getting the ball to Kulisevsky, and then subsequently very annoyed that he just blasted it upfield, didn't seem to pay any attention to where it was going. And frankly, Doku should have got there first. But when Sun got to it, you thought, okay, we're on here. Um, and I, I was yelling, shoot, I didn't want him to pass it. I, I know that perhaps passing was the was the better option, but I I, I just knew that Sonny's going to go for it. And yeah, just to see it hit the back of the net. Well, of course, I scared both my wife and daughter who have no idea really what's going on when the football's going. They just know that I'm in the room. Um, but it, it was a brilliant start. And this is what Spurs do, like especially at City. I mean, it's weird that, you know, we've lost all these games while scoring first, which I know it gets mentioned a lot, but I almost forget that that happened. But so to go ahead, you just thought, okay, like it's going to be one of those games where Spurs do something that I'm not expecting. Uh, I know last year, we I think we went 2-0 up and ended up losing, but you just know this is what Spurs do. We, we always seem to score at the Etihad and we tend to score quite early. Mm, and away Sonny as well. Sonny loves a goal against City. Becky, what was it like there at the ground? What, what, where were you sitting at, at, at an end or along the sides? Like in the corner, so near the kind of the corner flag. So um, I, we couldn't see live, or I certainly couldn't, like the, the interception that Hill made from their corner, but watching it back. Yeah, that like I said at the top of the show, the kind of idea that he's allowing them to have that kind of freedom. Um, yeah, the nice turn he makes, passes it to Kulisevsky, Kulisevsky hits it to Son, and then that kind of burst of pace from Son made Doku look really, really, really poor. 
obviously he's great but not in that position he's mm. like zooms past him and then I was thinking he's going to pass it because that's the kind of goals we've scored this season they've come from Johnson they've come from Kulisevsky and they've come across the middle but yeah Sonny hit it hard and Edison didn't do very well from where I was I couldn't quite see it go in because there was someone's head in the way but yeah it was absolutely carnage when it went in because like you said <laughs> Sonny likes a goal against City and it was just yeah the atmosphere was so good from all like the banter with the away fans next to us and yeah it was just great and you know Sonny turns up in the big games and he's done it again. Yeah. Well, he did do it again um, a couple of minutes later, HG, but not at the right end. <laughs> and we, we knew this was going to be an issue. We knew set pieces uh, when we don't have that that height or organisation of a central defender that a Romero would bring or or even Eric Dyer or, or, or Van der Ven. So it was just so disappointing that, that, that they equalised so, so quickly afterwards. Yeah, and I think like we'd have been disappointed had City gone and scored. I mean, they'd already had a couple of chances. I feel like even before, you know, we scored, or they certainly had loads of the ball, and we weren't really troubling them. And so the fact that the equaliser came in the way it did was annoying. But you just had a feeling that this this was going to be like it. It would have happened at some point, right? Like I, I do think that City would have got an equaliser at some point. It just didn't need to happen in the way that it did, and. Yeah, you do. You kind of see, you know, you sit back in your seat and you think, here we go again. But I mean, that, that, that's just Spurs. Like, there, there is no consistency apart from the fact that we're unpredictable. And so it's, you, you just kind of, you know, strap in and, and hope that you, you're going to come out at the end of it feeling pretty good. But uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was unfortunate for Sun. He doesn't really know what's going on. He's just trying to get to the ball. And of course, he found the corner like he always does with his wrong foot. But it was, um, yeah, th- 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 those are those things that, I, mean, I, f- I feel like they always go against us, that it happens all the time, which clearly it doesn't. But you just think, what, what, all these other teams, they somehow get they manage to shank it past the post or they get away with stuff. Um, and I, I know that's not true. I'm sure someone did it this week in too. the Champions League. And the first thing I said to Jack was, if that had been Spurs, that had gone top corner. I think really? it might have been Maguire. He kind of shanked one and it just went around the post. And I was like, that would have gone in. It was Spurs. The thing mm, about yeah. watching it back for me today is the Celso gives away another needless free kick. And I think we talked about how he did that for the Villa goal and maybe for the Wolves as well. So that he needs to stop that because watching it back, you dodgy loses it, doesn't he? Because I've been throwing and then Lacelso makes the foul and then they get the free kick. And it's those sort of things that consistency and playing regularly, hopefully, will will get tidied up a little bit because it didn't need to happen. But I mm. agree with HG. It was never going to stay 1-0, but it's just little things like that that are a bit annoying. Well, it was not it against the goons. Romero stuck out a leg. It wasn't from a free kick, I think, but it was, very, well, it was almost similar. Where it's just it hits him, hits him, and and just goes in. And like I think, yeah, yeah we, we always remember these instances. But Van der Ven's had one, hasn't he? Didn't Van der Ven have one like, on the first game yeah. as well? That was we, like we, a we've had a few deflected going, haven't we? Like yeah, there was one. Was it the Brentford one where he kind of went to block it and it ended up deflecting it and bounced it over the keeper? And the, the, I mean, even was it Fulham in the cup? Was another own goal, right? So we've had a few, um, you know, like why, why always Spurs, you know? Mm. And, and that first half, we were under the cosh a bit. Um, there was the, the Doku chance that, that hit the underside of the bar and thankfully uh, fell the right way side of the line for us. There was Alvarez as well, who, I th- who did he hit the post? It was, it was, they had chance after chance and, and Haaland's miss, Jesus. But it was, it was squeaky bum time. Like, like I, I don't know how anyone else feels about this, but like, you know, ha- had we been doing that under some other manager, I think we'd have been screaming our heads off, like Spurs, stop effing about, like boot it upfield, or just like get rid of it, like if in doubt, all that nonsense, all those things that we were taught as kids. 
And yet, because Ange comes out and brazenly says, this is what we're going to do, there's a kind of comfort in knowing that it's going to be a roller coaster. Like, we're not even hiding the fact that this is going to be painful to watch and this will hurt us at times. But as we, as, I mean, there was a clip going around today of, you know, Jamie Carragher, I think, having a go at how we were playing football and how it was never going to work as it worked, as we managed to play through. And, and that's just it. Like, that, that kind of football from Spurs when was the last time we really saw that, right? The ability to actually play through teams and around teams. It it, it hasn't happened, certainly not because the manager's been coaching it, right? It's happened because, you know, players have been good enough to do that. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, it, 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 uh, personally, I, I, I'm okay with this idea of like, you know, it, it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a ride. And, you know, even if we lose, it, it shouldn't be a, a negative event for us, you know? Mm. And, and Becky, at, at, at the game, like I said, you were in the corner, I don't know how elevated you were, but what, we, what do you make of our line? Because even, it seemed first half, our line, we weren't playing, playing quite a high line. We were playing quite a line close to, to, to the area, which led to their second goal. Here's the stats here from, from the game. So 12 attempts on goal from City to our two. Uh, two on target, obviously the two goals to our one, which is our, our one goal. But did, did you feel that, that the first half wasn't exactly Ange ball, that we weren't really sticking to his principles i just remember thinking once they got the second one uh-oh they're just going to go and roll us over now and it could be three or four and people put in the chat about it could have been three or four it should have been harlan's miss and just snatched at it i think didn't he and yeah there was lots of watching obviously that's that's the um yeah so they were they were attacking this end that's right and then there was lots of kind of arm waving and Royal and Davis kind of, you know, saying, no, it was yours and it was mine. There was a bit of that. So you could see that there was something kind of bubbling away. Was Vicario saving the first half as well? That one when they were sort of playing it out, wasn't it? And then someone intercepted it and then he made that amazing save. Um, that, that was so second was, half. What was it, second half? But there was lots of kind of like, well, that was you and that was you, that you know, that sort of thing. And come out, didn't he, last night and said that he needed to just tell them to play the way we play. We've got to put our heads up, we've got to keep going, you know, but equally, it's 4-1 at halftime, it's a completely different match. But we've said this about the games that we've been in, lucky at. we haven't taken our chances, and then they've come back to us, and that's exactly what's happened to City. You know, we should have seen Chelsea away, we we should have been better at Villa and taken our chances, so it was actually quite nice to be on the receiving end of it, which is why I said to my friend today, when we were leaving the ground, the Spurs fans were all so happy, they were just so smiley, because I don't think anyone expected that kind of game. Um, to have that kind of belief and that resilience and, and that was what everyone was so happy and I saw someone tweet today that you know we've had one point in four games and he's just so positive about Spurs and he's really looking forward to games and you know when you've lost three and drawn one you, you don't tend to feel like that with your team so it's just there's just lots of things that are changing and like you just said then the way Hill was sort of celebrating I think it's there is that kind of team unit it's much clearer that it's a team and I think the Celso is one of those players that's really benefiting from that as well but yeah so going back to what you said it's it, when he said he wasn't going to have Dyer to play Harland then it, we knew that he wasn't going to change the way the high line was going to be it's just sometimes it didn't quite work mm. do, do you think that that's it then HG that the the sort of lower line that we had the low block was was forced as opposed to a, a plan bearing in mind City's attacking prowess I mean, like I, I never really felt like it was a low block per se. Just that you know they they had the ball, and so they, therefore we were defending. And we we still have a lot of defenders that like to retreat, right? Like they might start high up the pitch, but their natural inclination is to is to not go and win the ball. It's to try and just you know bide some time and allow players to get back, which 
in some respects does make some sense but i just yeah it, it's it's a weird a weird occasion because the, the players are obviously trying to do something different. It's not natural to them to do that way, especially when they know they're playing, let's face it, I mean, the European champions, league winners the last three seasons, even if it's not the City of last season, which obviously was better than the one they are now, it's still City. They will have the ball. You have to expect that they will attack you. And, and I think it's just natural to them be right. How can we keep things tight? How can we make sure that they don't, they don't have space to really get down the middle? And, I mean, for some of that first half, it worked. But when City got through, they had they had the chances, and and yeah, they they should have blown us away in that first half. And, and and we didn't really get things sorted, and we weren't really tight enough. But I suspect the change that was made at halftime is probably the one that Ange like you know actually it's it's not necessarily the defenders that are the problem. It's that the fact that they're playing through the midfield very easily, and we have to shore that up a little bit. Um, so it's yeah, I mean. <laughs> We, we can sit here now and say that, okay, everything worked out well in the end. But I, I do think that Ange has probably figured out that you can't just play your most attacking team in every game, right? Like that that might work for half the league games, but, you know, for the other half, there, there's a chance that you need to be a bit more pragmatic. And it doesn't mean you have to play a different style of football. You can still try and be aggressive and you can still try and win the ball, but just understand that, you know, maybe the, the better platform is to have a, a, a more solid midfield because I feel like Angie's side lives and dies by the strength of its midfield. If it's working well, then the team work well and we we look great going forward. And if it if it just isn't functioning, we struggle because the the back line, especially now, um, just can't handle the the pressure that's forced upon them. So was it an element of pragmatism that brought on uh, Pierre Milhoybier in that second half? And it did it did shore things up as we saw from the stats. The difference between the first half and second half, certainly in terms of goal attempts, uh, we were much more in, at the races second half. Um, and like HG, like you said, HG, it was about sort of keeping the midfield, trying to make, hold on to the ball in midfield that that um, gave us a bit more stability. And, and, and Becky, we've seen this before with, with Ange, that he brings on um, Hoybier later on in games just to see the game out. He, he brought him on at half time this time. What, what were your what was your reaction? What was the feeling there in the, at the game? I didn't realize he was playing until about 55 minutes. So, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> um but yeah, so obviously watching about still that he came on for Hill at half time. Um, yeah, it's the same. I, like I said, I know I'm remembering things in different orders, but um, one of the chances that they had, I remember Hoybier ended up being like the last man and he was trying to make the, the interceptions. Um, so yeah. It, it's good that he's doing that early and he's seeing that we've got to change it with 2-1 down because otherwise, you know, I said I said to my friend yesterday, City have got some weird stat that they've got like the most, most they've won the most second halves. So, you know, they 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 come out stronger. So Ange had realised that and thought we've got to make some changes. It wasn't quite working. Um, mm. What was really nice to think as well is thinking about the whole game is that obviously we walked with Charleston and we Don Leon and it actually was, he was still going for the win. And I remember turning around yesterday when we equalised and the away end was still full. People didn't leave at 82 minutes when Grealish scored. They stayed because they had this feeling that there's still time to do something about it and they will still keep going for it. But yeah, going back to what you said about Hoibier, you know, we've said before, he's obviously, he's better when he's using a defensive sort of manner. Um, I was just reading the comments then when you're talking about the effect on Basuma and is it because, of, you know, the centre-backs being different and that's what's affected him. And it'll be interesting to see how it, that changes on Thursday when Romero is back. Um, 
but yeah, like you know, I think they're all, like I said, said before, they're all becoming a squad now, and they're all having to step up. The injuries have exasperated that, but the fact that people are having to do a job because by bringing Donnelly on, it shows that he's not he's not just playing people just for the sake of it. He's doing it for a reason. Hmm. Well, one player that stepped up, HG, um, was the score of the second goal, Giovanni Lascell. So it was a great hit as well. Um, it's good. I think he's showing his use, uh, obviously, with, with Madison's injury. He's the only sort of player that we have in that position that has technique, that can take a shot from the edge of the area. Um, what did you make of, of his performance and, obviously, uh, the, the goal he scored? I feel like he played pretty well. I, mean, I remember being disappointed that Skip came on. Because I mean, I think it was too the time, and I understand he's probably very tired himself. So, but I wanted to go and try and win the game, and it did feel like an overly defensive substitution, which felt worse when when Man City scored a few minutes later. Not that there's anything to do with Skip, obviously, but just this kind of like you know we want to win the game and we want to go and do things. And the Celso had been a massive part of getting us level. The goal was just extremely well taken. It's just nice to see him play in the opposition half. You know, that first half, none of our players really did. You know, it was very difficult to get us up in numbers and for allow Lacelso to affect the game the way he wants to. But again, that second half, I mean, that goal came from pretty much nothing. Like Ben Davies wins a header quite, you know, gets in front of the ball over Haaland and and, and, it, and it falls quite quickly to Lacelso. And from then, it's just a simple run from Sun to, to take the defender away and it opens up for him. But again, like we're all sitting there thinking, like we know he can find the corner. That's the funny thing. Unfortunately, we've just not seen him do it in a Spurs shirt, but we, <laughs> we know that it's it's in there somewhere. He plays so well for other teams. Like, why is it not happening for Spurs? And, you know, two starts, two goals. It, it looks great. I mean, I, I said probably even a couple of weeks ago when he didn't start against Wolves, like he's gone in January. Like if he can't get a game when we're missing all these midfielders at Wolves and he's not starting he's going to be gone. And, you know, I say, thankfully, that Wolves game was so poor that he had to start against Villa, did really well, starts again. And, and now it almost feels like he's the first name in that midfield because no one really, is Bissouma really going to keep playing this way and who's going to be their third? Is it going to be Hoiberg? Is it going to be Kulisevsky? Like, how are Spurs going to operate? But Lo Celso, I mean, he's, the, he's the first midfielder you're going to put down now. So it, it's... This season, man, like you know, the, the roller coaster effect is there because I mean, the Celso was what fifth, sixth central midfielder choice, probably at some point, and here he is being the guy that they're scoring goals and and helping the team get points. Um, I still don't think he'll be here past the summer, but given the situation we are, he'll, I, I don't see him going now in January. And really, two weeks ago, I thought that was almost inevitable. Yeah, well, he's, I think he's in, he's in his final year, is it, or or eighteen? No, months? I think twenty twenty five. So okay. he'll have one year left in the summer. Okay, okay, but yeah, good to see. Like I said, I mean, we had that option, and it, it's a player that we forgotten about, but just wasn't really in our thinking. Certainly at the start of this season, last season he was out on loan as well. So it was, um, it was yeah, it was a welcome. But isn't, isn't it interesting to see that, like you know, this time last year he'd been you know, banished by Conti, he was on loan somewhere else, and. And suddenly all the stories came out about what a bad egg he was and all that. And at the time it was like, hang on a second, this just seems a bit too convenient. Like he's been at the club for four years by this point. Like surely that bad egg would have shown itself by that point. But, you know, everyone was willing to agree with it because he'd not done very well for Spurs. So it was like, OK, well, you know, you can tar him with that because no one's really going to argue the toss. But if he really was that way, he Ange wouldn't have him around. Like, we, mm. we know enough about Ange to know that he doesn't want bad eggs. doesn't matter how good they are. He said it himself. He doesn't want them around. And now, I mean, yeah, it's taken, what, 
11, 12 games to really see him. And I know he was injured for some of it, but you know, he's he he was kept. He he was part of the 25 that Ange wanted to be around. And in preseason, we saw that he was being trusted a little bit. It was, I think, probably quite surprising that we hadn't seen him um before. I think the Wolves game, as I said, especially that was the chance we thought Madison's out. We can't do Bisuma Hoiberg Sar. It's too defensive. That's what we went with, and 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 we struggled as a, as a team. But yeah, it, it, it's nice to see some return on the investment because mm. you know, we, we've waited a long time, and there are lots of reasons why it hasn't really worked for him. But now I feel like we're, we're playing a system that could finally see the best from him. 100% pass completion yesterday. So encouraging signs, certainly with West Ham coming up on Thursday. One player that the HG mentioned there was the, um, I don't know if it was his shoulder, I don't really care what part of his body he used. Kudaszewski, for me, he's been the unsung hero for this season. This was his first assist, I think, for the, the Sons goal at the beginning. Uh, which I found surprising, bearing in mind the effort he puts in. But um, we were so lucky to have Decky, and he's so young as well. We keep forgetting that. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The other thing about that goal was the cross from Johnson as well, wasn't mm. it? That to kind of, you know, didn't he beat Walker as well? I don't really remember that at the time, but I've yeah. watched it back. Um, <laughs> And then, the, like I said, the cross, I genuinely thought it was Richarlison. I said to the person next to me, that's Richarlison who's jumped up in the air. And then Richarlison is the one who kicks the ball and doesn't it into the away end. Yeah. And, and they were like, it was Kuzeski. I was like, what? Kuzeski's headed the ball in. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, to be fair, I thought it was Richarlison. Um, but, yeah, so it just, yeah, like a great cross from Johnson, I think. Um, yeah, he looked really, really quick and on it. And, you know, Hill was knocked off the ball a few times, wasn't he, still? But... Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be somewhat controversial here because you know that's what I do. Right? But like, I that first half, I'm not being funny. I felt like Brian Hill had a better first half than Brennan Johnson. I feel like Brennan Johnson is very much on the periphery of things, doesn't really get involved, doesn't show for the ball. Now, maybe Spurs play down the left more than we play down the right. I think that's mm. kind of been proven mm. as well in the in the Villa game. It was always going down Brian Hill's side. So maybe there's maybe it's just something that we we end up doing, and maybe we're not trying to do it. But like Johnson, outside of that cross, I, I don't, I don't remember him being involved apart from me yelling at him to get back. Like he's the fastest player we have, but you only ever see that speed when he's going towards goal, not not defending. And sometimes you need that. Like if we're going to play the way that we play, where players move positions all the time, and you have to be aware to to watch him. Like you know, Johnson jogging strikes me as being as fast as most people run. But the the desire is not 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 already there, and you start wondering like why was it Brian that went off at halftime? Because to me, if you're basing it on what you saw, it could easily have been Johnson. But is it is it a combination of and just paid lots of money for him? Is it a combination that Kudusevsky is obviously more comfortable down the right, and so like you know, but we we could have we we could have just taken Johnson off. It would have been a straight switch then. It's it's just weird. Like I, he's clearly got loads of talent, and it's you know it's still what game six for him. It's really early on at Spurs, but when you see the way again in the in the biggest games, we saw it in the Arsenal game on his debut. Like he he tracked back, but 
you know, that they both he and Udogi allowed Saka to get the shot off. And it's like, what, 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 what are you doing when you're tracking back? It's 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 a minute complaint, right? Like, it, it's not really a complaint, but it just feels as if, like, I haven't seen that much that often from him. We don't get him the ball, which is fair, right? That that we should do better at that. But he he doesn't seem to be as involved or want to be as involved when when the going gets tough. I, I don't know what he was like at Forest enough to know if that's a if that's a common thing with him. But it, it does. I don't know. Like I I want to see him. Like I want attacking midfielders who are good going forward. We all know that. But when, when you play the way we do, and you and you see that it, it doesn't seem to be there with him, then it, it's frustrating to me. Is that because he's on his right though? That's what I was just going to say. Is this kind of not a drop off, but this kind of change since we've had to enforce him going on the right and Hill going on the left? Because like you said, then he started. We started the season with Johnson on the left, Son in the middle, and Kulusevski on the right, didn't we? And now that's changed. Is that possibly why as well? And the thing is, really early on in the second half, when he'd switched over, he got the ball, he ran at the defence, he cut inside and he had a shot. And it was well hit, straight at the keeper. Mm-hmm. But you're thinking, well, what, what, why have we seen yeah, no, yeah. none of that? Like, what, it, it doesn't make any sense, because I don't remember him playing that much down the left for Forrest. He always struck me as being very much almost a traditional right-sided player. And and against Villa last week, there was one moment where he had Luca Dean on toast. It was just zoomed past him as if he wasn't there. And you're like, we have this ability but I, I don't know why we're not seeing it. And again, I don't necessarily blame him so much. The team obviously have to get him the ball in dangerous areas. But I feel like there's so much more there. And, and the cross at the end, I suppose, if anything, just makes you want it more. You know that he's mm. got. You know that he's got something. I mean, Angie isn't going to spend the money on a player like that if you don't. If he doesn't think he can deliver. But it's just it, it, when we don't have that many attacking options to see someone that just not get involved. Again, maybe I'm being harsh. I haven't seen it back. I haven't seen the highlights. But at the time, it it didn't feel like he was involved that much. He had a better game than he did against Villa, and he, and I think we do need to give him time to bed in and see something in him that yeah. um that that, that he wants to work with. So he did skin Vardiol in the first half, the one that that um, <clears throat> Diaz cut cut out. But it's it's these moments he needs to have pitch in front of him to run and run at with the ball. Um, there's there's a player there. We just need to to utilize him the right way. I know we um we mentioned Basuma before, but um, <clears throat> hey, she, do you would you put him at fault for the for the Grealish goal? Because he he kind of no one was helping him out. He didn't really have any many options, but you'd expect him to sort of have turned at least, sort of knowing that there's three players around him and try and find someone behind him. It, it just looked a bit uh, high risk for, for in that part of the pitch. I mean, like like if if Ange is going to blame Ange, can I blame Ange? I mean, obviously, deep down, I do think that Bissouma could have passed it wide to a doggy and just chose not to and tried to go through the middle. But that's what we do, right? Like, if you get the ball past those three, then the break is on. I mean, like, that; those are the risks that it appears we're willing to take. So, mm. yes, with my non-and hat, it's a poor decision, right? Like, it's unlikely you're going to be able to nutmeg three people at once. However... This is who this is who we are, right? I I, I don't I, I don't want to blame. I I want to try and see. I want to get everyone playing better. I mean, that's what I want to see, obviously. But yeah, when when teams score, like I mean, do I really blame Son for scoring an own goal? No. Um, do I really blame Davies for following the runner for for Foden's goal? No. I mean, like you, you do. It was just, it was just really well done by City. And yeah. so it's sometimes 
that, that that felt the biggest mistake. It did feel the big, and I'm sure Basuma knows that himself because it took what two touches, two two passes, and they've got pretty much a, an open goal to he score from. Puts his I saw like that with his hands on his head when they scored, so oh. he was like doing that. So, yeah. but I, I, I don't like this. This is what we want to see from our midfielders. This is it, it's just it, we, we got we got beaten because the city players are good. Maybe he does that next week again, or against West Ham, or against Newcastle. I mean, they're both, actually they're both decent teams, but you know, it won't always be punished. But yeah, with ten minutes to go, I think at some point you're thinking we've got to kind of hold on to what we have. And but I don't know. Like, yeah, Ange would blame himself, not Basuma. So I suppose we should all do the same. Yeah, we just got to hope that he shakes off this sort of funk that he's in, as Becky mentioned, since uh, the Luton sending off. That, that he, because I, I always thought it was just because he had the, the the card hanging over his head that he wasn't as committed, sort of with that in the back of his mind. He's got that out of the way now, so hopefully, <clears throat> with the run of games that we have over Christmas, he just gets that rhythm back and becomes a player that he was at the start of the season for us. I mean, yeah. I think in, sorry, in the first half when I think it was Emerson Royal lost the ball, and like you know, again he's thinking, the the last line of defence, he loses the ball, and within two passes, um, Alvarez has hit the post, and obviously we'd be having this conversation about Emerson had you know had he been idiotic and lost the ball, and then Man City go forward and score. It is it is kind of down to Man City that that is the reason that we're not talking about Emerson, we're talking about Bissouma. But you, you hope. The, the decision-making that is necessary for Angeball, and I mean, I mean, really for any successful football, the players have to make good choices regularly. That will hopefully only improve. There are times and places and maybe the last 10 minutes of a game away at the Champions is the time to be, it's okay to take a safer option. Like no one's saying kick it back to Vicario at every opportunity, but I think when he got the ball, the, the ball to the left back was on. Maybe there wouldn't have been much on for the left back, but still, that's okay. But to lose it centrally in that way, again, and not only did he lose the ball, but those three players all ran on past him. So he's out of it. We, we were massively outnumbered. And obviously, you know, City took advantage. But like, this is this is who we are. Right? I mean, I don't, I'm copying Ange now, but this kind of, this is what we're going to do. And yeah, we'll, we will get punished at times, but hopefully when, when things are... We, yeah, when we've had more chance to have the same team, like it's been, we went, you know, the first 10 games, we played basically the same team every game. And now it's been almost changes galore because of the situation. And so you hope that with the games coming thicker and faster and you know, the, 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 we're not getting, not getting many people back. So this team may well be our team. Certainly in, in, in attacking areas, this is what we're going to have. We'll have mm-hmm. Romero come back for the next game, but that's it. Like all the I other think- injuries are relatively long term. No, Sars due back in the next couple of weeks, Ange said. So he might, I think he might miss West Ham, but he said he should be back in training by the end of this week. So again, I think maybe that's been affecting Bissouma and obviously the, mm. the changes in central defence as well. But just to, to tie up the game, the um, the handbags at the end were hilarious. <laughs> there was the decision by... He's become uh, a meme, hasn't he? That is like a meme has. now of everything. Hilarious. Well, Holland's face. I don't know. I always love my uh, my eighties references. So, do you guys remember the film Labyrinth with David Bowie? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the goblins? So it looks a bit like one of the. Or oh, this, this is really weird. The scene with the two doorknobs and one has the ring going through his mouth. Uh, he's one of them. That's that's his face. It's this sort of goblin Jim Henson kind of. But it was a hilarious moment because because I, I, if I was City fans, I would be annoyed. Um, it, would, it wasn't a guaranteed goal. 
Uh, I think maybe on event, he was still getting the ball under control, but it was it was a bit of a gaff from the ref. But it, and if you've seen it as well, he as a, he stops off, doesn't he, and nudges like Lacelso on the way past, and Lacelso proper goes for him. I really like that. Uh, Lacelso shoulder barged him. That was Lacelso shoulder barging him. Definitely, definitely. That was that's Argentine shit. How's he? But he just brushed it off. If you watch it, Harlan's kind of like yeah, whatever, and he's got like four or five paces past him before he turns around and then starts back on him. So he. Harlan just he just bounced off him. I didn't see this in the ground because it's obviously in the middle. Um, and then, like obviously said, see, I've seen it all back since. But um, just don't think he had a great game, and he's probably really gutted that in a game where he arguably had it the you know weak defenders on him, he didn't really impact the game. You know, it was different if he'd had Romero or Van der Ven. He didn't have so from that point of view, he's disappointed. But watching it back today, it's very odd because I've said before, my my eldest is, is a referee. And he puts it, he goes to blow, doesn't he? And then he, he signals like play on and then he stops. And that's the bit that's confusing. If say you watched it without any sound, he, he looks like he's say, he's playing advantage and then he stops. That's the thing that would, you know, but it's no, it's no way. It's not like we, it's not, they weren't necessarily going to score. I think Vicario would have come out, oofed it to Son. <laughs> so I don't mm. think he would necessarily reached anyway. Hey, what did you make of it? I mean, that, that picture there is just, it, it's more symbolic of Man City and how they felt at the end of the game, right? Yeah. Like, although although he's clearly having a go at the referee, that's how they probably talk to each other afterwards, regardless of what happened in that particular episode. Like, they just, like, City should have won the game. They didn't win the game, partly because they took their foot off the gas a little bit in the second half too. Like, 2-1 up, probably felt like they had an extra gear or two if they needed to score against us. Um, and it, it came back to bite them. And it's what was it, three draws in a row in the league now for City. I, mean, I know that they're, you know, you know, Chelsea away, Liverpool at home and, and Spurs at home. They're, they're games that City aren't guaranteed to win. But still, this is a, a, a major hiccup for them to drop six points in three games. So they're going to be annoyed. And whoever plays them on, is it midweek? It's Villa, I think, will... We'll, We'll have a tough game, but then you know City will be without a couple of their players too. It's, I think we're now seeing that City, if if City really don't steamroll you, you have a very good chance. They should have beaten mm. Liverpool, but Liverpool got a late equaliser. Same against Spurs, actually, same against Chelsea, Chelsea. who's just a last minute penalty in that game. So it, it's those fine margins, and I, I suspect that they're just angry with themselves and and the referee took the brunt of it. Where does this set us up now in terms of, of the season? We, we've ended that run of defeats. I was fully expecting a defeat here. It's defeatist perhaps, but I'm, I've been supporting Spurs for 35, 40 years and I'm used to be, being disappointed. But it, it really does, is it a vindication of, of, of Angie's philosophy that we're now going into the West Ham game or, uh, with a bit more confidence, you know? I think that the biggest thing right now is that we're aware that when we have our best team they are good good enough to win every game, right? It's not as if we've had a similar level team and the results have been, you know, I was going to say something German. Um, they, they've been a bit, you know, like wonky. That's not English, but you wouldn't say that. Um, but just kind of unpredictable, right? We've had some good results. I mean, again, I don't think all the early season performances were great, but we had some really good results, mm. right? I mean, was it eight wins in the first 10? That's, that's title winning form, right? Since then, we've won none in, what, four, right? Which is clearly not... But we've still won over half our games. And I've always said that if you win over half your games, you have a chance of Champions League. 
And the, the, the problem with this season is that there are lots of teams that have done that. Newcastle have won over half their games, right? Despite all the injuries that they have. Man United have won over half their games and they're rubbish. So like you, you have this idea that like I, I, I do think, I always thought that we would be better in the second half of the season. And I never thought it would be because all of our good players are coming back from injury. But there was this idea that, you know, we, if, we, if we got a good platform and we learned and we, we saw one or two games where we might see something from it. But we've seen evidence that what Andy's trying to do will likely work, right? And I think that we all know deep down that the reason we lost that Wolves game is because of the players we had out. And the reason we lost that Villa game is because of the players we had out, right? So it's like we we could have had our best team against City and still lost. That was a free hit, the freest of hits going. But I'm not I'm not concerned because, but I'm also taking it one game at a time because I understand that we could have another injury against West Ham, and then the next five games look suddenly a lot more difficult. But I think in what you showed, four of our next six games are at home. The best teams will win their home games. We need to get back to winning. We've lost two in a row at home. So, like, that, you know, West Ham won't be easy. We know it's their cup final. Newcastle clearly are a tough team to beat. No matter how many injuries they've got, they are tough. But Everton, Bournemouth, like, you'd look at that. Forest, you'd think, okay, we like, th- there are clearly winnable games, regardless of who we have fit or not. So I just, but I, I, I want to see. I, it, it's just nice to know that no matter who we have, like even if we are down to Dorrington and Donnelly and the rest of them, we are going to go and try and win that game. We are not going to be sitting there thinking, okay, well, you know, because like, expecting defeat, I don't necessarily think is a bad idea. Like there are games when I expect Spurs will lose, but I don't assume we will, right? I just think that based on the odds of the, you know, of the two teams and who's who's fit, we may well lose this one. But I know that no matter what, no matter who's playing, we are good enough to score goals. We went to Man City and scored four. I mean, okay, three, but you know, one of them. But we went there and scored three good goals. Like they weren't flukes. We haven't had a penalty all season. Like we are getting out there and putting balls in the net. And so it, it is a case of how many we can keep out. But not every team is going to score three against our makeshift defense. I, I believe that. I mean, Villa didn't, and Villa were a good side, and we 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 we, we were far better than them before Benton Kerr got injured. So. You, you know that we are we have the ability to outplay almost or everyone on that list. Frankly, it's just can we take the chances that come our way, and hopefully, what we saw against City will will, will show itself again. Mm-hmm. Becky, just moving on to, to West Ham. First of all, are you, are you going to the West Ham game? No, can't I can't leave school early enough. Yeah, it's quarter past eight kickoff. I just can't get there because doing all the Christmas shows. Even if I left school at like half past three straight away, I don't think I'd make it. So no, we're not at that. But that's the only one I'm not at up until the after the FA Cup game because that's at home as well now so yeah I'm at Forest so yeah they've not faced anyone decent recently so yeah it's like we said before they'll it's their cup final so they'll raise their game um I just and but I do like West Ham you know under the lights and night game it, it does have like a different edge to it I was thinking more for the Newcastle game so with Pope getting injured um it'd be obviously they've got a lot of injuries but I thought they've defended really well against PSG and watching their game against United on Saturday as well. They, you know, they've, they've had lots of injuries that they still seem to kind of grind out results. So that's a tricky one for me, Newcastle, because obviously we've had the, we thrashed them last season at, or two seasons ago at home and then they thrashed us last season away. So it's, it's, a, it's a tricky one, that game. But other than that, I think the vast majority of games, I think we, they're easily winnable. Every team has the ability to beat Spurs. I mean, really. Sheffield United came very close to doing it, but 
I, I do think it's more about us. Um, that, that West Ham team looks, looks. I mean, I, I, how do I put this? Looks very foreign. I mean, I know our team is very foreign, but those West Ham games where it was, it was, you know, always Mark Noble and Antonio and they kind of, I hate that kind of cliche, but like they, they made it difficult for you. And I don't know if I see that in that side. I, I haven't seen West Ham that much this season, but, you know, I don't look at Paqueta and think he's, he's going to get involved. I think I saw a comment that was saying something along those lines that he likes Thursdays off. So, oh, it's right there in front of me. Um <laughs> I, it's it's a weird one because you know West Ham could play the game of their lives, but it's just again it's just nice to know that Spurs um, can, will, will create chances against anyone, and I, I truly believe that now. Like that 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 Wolves game is the aberration, and I mean we weren't great at Palace either. Um, I, I really that that was the you know two goals from one shot victory, but generally speaking, we are we are improving going forward and. Yeah, if we can score three from four like we did against City, we will win more than than we lose for sure. Mm. One thing uh, we mentioned is about a kudos. Kudos, um, he does look a talent. He, he's looked looks sharp. A lot of the good stuff that I've seen from West Ham this season uh, has been with him involved. So um, he'll be one of Paketa. But yeah, they they as always with West Ham, they're lacking a striker. So it's um, will uh, because I think they played Bowen up front against Palace, um, well, they started at least. So, And it's funny that their, their striker, they, they, they bought for big money, what, 18 months ago, the Italian guy who came in came in and did very little for West Ham is banging them in, in Italian football. It's just one of those things that West Ham and strikers, I mean, yeah. it's like Spurs buying central defenders. It just doesn't, like, they, they, we don't buy them and they buy so many and it never really works out for them. But, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean that West Ham. I, mean, I, I never like West Ham. You, you, everyone knows I, I, I do not like West Ham. I, I hate them more than other London teams for sure. And it is that that fear of like we're going to get done by a team that's clearly inferior. And to me, they are. They as good as they can be, they are not as good individually as we are. And now that we're an actual team, it feels like we you know we can go out there and do something. But I'm always going to be nervous because it's it's West Ham. They were the first team to win at the new stadium. Of course, it was them. Do, 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 you, do you think? Do you think guys that will start with Hoiberg and that Brian will start on the bench, and that it will be more the second, more the second half team against City rather than the first half? Yeah, see, I disagree. I I think he'll start because he started that team at Villa and he started that team at City. So I think he'll start again and then bring Hoiberg on. I think. I think. Yeah, I think he'll start where he is, unless any injuries happen in the meantime. Who do we think? Who do we think will drop out for Romero? I think it's going to be oh, yeah, yeah. I think Dave. I think Davis and Romero are going to play, aren't they? Yeah, I've seen lots of people read today saying that they think he'll drop Davis. I, I just think for balance. I mean, it sounds it sounds crazy, but um, I, I feel like most of the season we've had a left footer and a right footer, right? I mean, apart from that Chelsea when everyone got sent off, it felt like that that that's what's going to happen. It, it'll be Romero and Davis. I, I'd be surprised yeah. if it isn't. But again, I, I don't think Royal has done a terrible job at all. But we all know that Romero is a better defender, and so it makes sense that he'll go on his natural side. Um, I because like if if you were to switch, if it was Davis that went out, would you put Romero on the left to keep Royal on his natural side, or would like it, that that question is still up in the air? That it just makes you know, we don't really enough. We're at the start of the season where we don't have time on the training pitch that we're playing in midweek for the first time since when? I mean, what was it? Fulham was the last time we played midweek. It was a Monday, um, yeah. Yeah, see, exactly. Apart from those those weird Friday Monday games, it's yeah. I, I think I think it's going to be royal. That would be my guess. Quick 
few predictions. No one say three three, please. I don't think I could take another three three. With was it Lanzini? Was it that time? Oh no! Don't 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 bring that up, Brent. Please. Like I was. you said you said another three three, and I was thinking City. Hello. And he brought up like, oh, dude, why oh. would you do that? Oh, sorry, <sighs> I, I was that guy. That was oh, that was horrible. That game. Um, all right, start with you then, Becky. <laughs> Just brought back some trauma. I think for if things start to click, we can seriously do some a team, and it might be this week. I think. Yeah, Sonny likes a goal against West Ham as well. So, yeah, I think it might be quite a lot. That's why I'm so disappointed I can't go. Um, yeah, I think it might be like 4-1 to us. 4-1, nice. HG? I'm going to say 2-0. I, I have a feeling, you know, Van der Fen will be the only defender missing. Like, the, mm. four of the five will be fit. Four of our best defenders. And I don't think Davies is that much of a weak league. He's clearly not as good as Van der Fen. And we'll keep the ball. West Ham won't be able to get near us. And maybe not a comfortable 2-0, but I think the, the second goal will come in the last 10, 15 minutes. Almost like the Man United game. West Ham will have chances, but we will get the goal. Uh, well, I'm going to go three-one. I think I seem, I seem to always predict three-one. I'm going to go three-one. I think we're going to we're going to blitz them first half. Bit of a nervy second, but we'll get the third later on. Brent, Brent, have Brent, have we had a three-one all season? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we can guarantee if Brent is always picking three-one, that it may not happen. But I hope, it's I hope, never right, gonna happen. obviously. It's never going to happen. Okay, good. Well, before we go, let me quickly mention our friends at footballprizes.co.uk. They have a super prize. It's a signed Ange Postacoglu framed Spurs shirt, uh, which is very rare. There's not much Ange um, sort of memorabilia out there. Uh, tickets are £3.16, and the draw will be made uh, on, or the, the competition ends on the 11th of December. If you're a patron, you do get 15% discount on your football prize tickets. So essentially that, that pays for your patron in itself. Uh, so as I said, there are 175 tickets available and Ange Postacoglu shirts. So if you want to get on the Ange train, footballprizes.co.uk. And if you're a patron, you get a special discount as well. Right, we're going over an hour. So let's wrap up. Hey, Steve, thanks for joining. You're welcome. Um, I'm looking forward to Thursday night because I've got no work on Friday, so I can really focus on the Spurs. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been good to talk uh, and not talk about defeat. It's It's been good. Yeah. Becky, thanks for joining. Okay, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I, as I just said, I think the positivity is back. I think, you know, we can, we've had three games where we could and should have won. So the fact that we had some lucky breaks yesterday, we would do some. And then we just need to kick on West Ham, I think. Um, and, you know, everyone was sort of going into yesterday's game saying it's a free hit. It didn't matter if we if we didn't win. Um, we really galvanised ourselves, and we, yeah, we need to kick on. Like I said, I think things go our way. We we could do really well on them um, on Thursday. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having me. All good. So let's get that win back. Do watch out. There will be a, a show coming out on YouTube on Friday and also a podcast coming out straight after the game. As I said, this one is going to be published as a podcast tonight, which you'll probably know because you're listening to it. And, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Keep the faith, uh, Spurs fans. Things are back on track. And as ever, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.